It's time now for Spears on Sports with John Spears, presented by M&M Carnage. And now, here's Johnny. I made it to Tuesday. Welcome in Spears on Sports, presented by M&M Carnage. John Spears in studio. Scooter Dengus with me on the other side of the glass. Good afternoon, Justin. Good afternoon, John. How are you doing? I'm I'm wonderful. Thank you for caring. It is Tuesday, November 15th. If you think you know anything about the NFL, you are incorrect. Washington and Philadelphia last night. You can't predict it. You cannot. When I give you the unsponsored six-pack each each Friday on this program, I feel pretty good about my college picks. Now, they were one and two this week, so maybe I shouldn't have. But I have no idea, and I've... I'm resigned to the fact that I I have no idea in the NFL. I can throw stats at you. I can throw trends at you. I can tell you why Team A is going to beat Team B. But deep down, I know I don't have any idea. Who had the commanders last night? Raise your hand. You're a liar. Put them down. Put them down. 32-21 Washington with the win. The commanders are 5-5. Everybody in the NFC East is at least 500. We'll go over some NFL questions later on in the show. No more unbeatens. Philadelphia is 8-1. The 72 Dolphins can celebrate again because for the 50th year in a row, their 1972 unbeaten team will remain the most recent unbeaten team in National Football League history. M&M Cartage Hotline is open, 502-384-1450, 384-1450 to join in on the conversation. Thornton's text line opens as well, 502-414-1450. Don't forget, earn your free breakfast on Thornton's right now. You can get a free sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit, steak and egg burrito, or bacon, egg, and cheese croissant, along with any fountain drink, tea, fizz freeze, or 20-ounce bottled soda. When you become a new Refreshing Rewards member, simply download the app, Register for Refreshing Awards and earn your free breakfast courtesy of our friends at Thornton's. And hit me up on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Taylor Heineke, it is Taylor, 17 of 29, 211 yards with an interception. Brian Robinson, who got shot in the preseason, ran 26 times yesterday, 26 carries for 86 yards and a touchdown. Wait, he got shot in the offseason? Yeah. Would have never known. Yeah, he got shot, a little uh, drive-by accidental thing, but uh, every well, time, I don't think it was an accident. But every time Washington, target, every time Washington is on TV, it's, it's all we oh, hear about. I know. Oh, so you were being sarcastic. Yes, very. I can't ever tell with you. <laughs> That's how I like it. But uh, we may have found the formula to beat Philadelphia, run the football. And we're going to find out in the upcoming weeks because they play – the Colts next week with Jonathan Taylor. They've got the Titans coming up with Derrick Henry. They got the Cowboys coming up who like to run the football. They got the Giants coming up with uh, Saquon Barkley. Team running teams are going to try to run the football now in the Eagles after what we saw last night. Jalen Hurts, 17 of 26, 175 yards, two touchdowns. He also ran for the third touchdown. But the Eagles just didn't look engaged last night. It was a rainy night in Philadelphia. 
A couple of calls in the game, a missed face mask that caused a Philadelphia turnover in the fourth quarter. We had the late hit at the end of the game when uh, Heineke took a knee and one of the Eagles, I guess he hit him. I don't know. He dove towards him, tried to hold up, but did hit a quarterback who had given himself up. So I guess by rule, technically, that is a, that's a penalty. And that ended the game in effect. But the uh, commanders, I don't know how they do it. I don't know how Ron Rivera has been able to keep this team focused with all the Dan Snyder stuff going on to uh, be 5-5. Five and five. But here we are. They won in Indianapolis in the last minute of the game. They win close games. They're 5-5. Five and five, And they could get to the playoffs. So we'll talk a little more NFL. The big story, of course, today is the Champions Classic begins tonight. Kentucky versus Michigan State is the first game. Duke and Kansas in the nightcap. All that will start at 7 o'clock on ESPN. Between games, we'll have the newest college football playoff rankings. I don't see anything changing from last week. Georgia's still going to be number one. Ohio State's still going to be number two. Michigan's going to be number three. And TCU's going to be number four. And Tennessee's going to be number five. Who has the best odds to get into the playoff? Well, Georgia is... Uh, minus 4,000. So you got to put up a, a whole lot of money, put up four grand, and you can get back 4,100. I don't know if that's a deal. It is a free $100. I mean, I do look at it that way. Georgia would have to lose to either Kentucky or Georgia Tech and then lose in the SEC championship game. That's the only way they're out it, because if they're – 12-0 and 0 going to the SEC championship game. It doesn't matter if they lose or not. They're in. So if you have four grand lying around and you want to win $100, that's an easy way to get a free Husky. If you had a million, it would be better. Yeah. Although if you have a million, you're not going to want to bet Yeah, you don't that. care. Yeah. I mean, $40 million to win a million? Come on. Maybe. Georgia's minus 4,000. Everything else, look, Ohio State-Michigan winner is probably going to be in. I say probably because you never know in college football who can lose to whom. Washington wins at Oregon last week with Michael Penix. Nobody saw that coming. They were double-digit, almost 20-point underdog. Uh, it happens. LSU beats Alabama. I mean, I, I saw it coming, but I'm, I'm brilliant. Not a lot of people saw. Tennessee beats Alabama. Nobody, Not many people saw that coming. But here we are. Tennessee, by the way, has better odds than both TCU and Michigan to make the playoff. How about that? Hmm. I mean, it's still minus 200. But they have better odds than TCU and Michigan. Why, you might ask? Because Tennessee doesn't have to play in the SEC championship game. And Tennessee... Although they lost to Georgia, when the committee looks at that game, they're going to see 27 to 14. That was not a 27 to 14 game. Georgia dominated that game. But when you look at the score, Tennessee beats Alabama, puts up 52. Tennessee wins at LSU, 40 to 14. Tennessee uh, loses to Georgia. Number one in Athens by two touchdowns or less. Okay, maybe they're pretty good. LSU's in trouble here because LSU's going to win the West. They're going to win the West. 
But Tennessee beat them in Baton Rouge by 26 points. And Tennessee doesn't have to play in the SEC championship game. It really is that simple. Tennessee's remaining schedule at South Carolina, where they are 21.5-point favorites, and at home against Vanderbilt. Now, we saw last week Vandy can beat anybody. No, that's not true. Vandy can beat Kentucky. They can't beat anybody. Tennessee will probably be a 35- to 40-point favorite against Vandy in Knoxville. Oh, yeah. Uh, so two games where they're going to be at least three touchdown favorites, and they're done. They're sitting at home watching everybody else try to struggle through the rest of the season. TCU is undefeated. TCU still doesn't get any respect. They are a two-and-a-half-point favorite at Baylor on a noon game on Saturday. No respect. And what I've seen out of TCU, they don't panic when they get down. They've had second-half comebacks against four top 25 teams to win the game, and they manhandled Texas last week. I mean, you're one of the guys that doesn't give them respect. I don't. You took Texas in your pick I took the TCU three or four times this year. I had to go back and look at it, but I've taken them through. So I do like them. But, and I said this Friday, that was Vegas. I was going by the Vegas. Why is Texas a seven-and-a-half-point favorite? Mm-hmm. I didn't understand it, so I figured Las Vegas knows what they're doing. I, and I did the same thing in the Wake Forest-North Carolina game, and Vegas did not know what they were doing. That's rare. Thanks, Tony. Doesn't ha- Thank you, Tony Burke, again. Ah, oh, Tony. <laughs> Tony will be in tomorrow to defend himself against you, Scooter. I can't wait to hear this one. So TCU finishes at Baylor and home against Iowa State. Then the uh, conference championship game, TCU is already in. It'll probably be Kansas State. So I think you beat Baylor this week on the road, probably going to be in. You're going to beat Iowa State at home. And then Kansas State in the championship game, you avoid Texas. You avoid uh, a team like Texas Tech who can be explosive. You avoid Oklahoma State, who's hit the skids here recently. Uh, TCU looks good. Ohio State Michigan is intriguing. If Michigan wins in a close game, do they both go and Tennessee's left out? If Ohio State wins in a close game, remember, they're both undefeated. Do both get in and Tennessee's left out because they didn't play in the championship game? And it, it, if it's a close game... It is a big advantage to the loser of that game because they're not going to play in the Big Ten championship game. We should do away with divisions. You can keep the rivalries. You can play the same teams every year, like the Big Ten East. They play all each other and then a cut three games against the West, I think, or four games against the West, uh, and vice versa. Keep all those. I don't care. But at the end of the season, which two teams in conference have the best record? Let them play. And if Ohio State and Michigan have to play them back-to-back weeks, then so be it. Who cares? Be awesome. And then if Michigan loses, let's say Michigan loses by three to Ohio State. Their fate is no longer in their hands. Even though there is no question they're one of the top two teams in the Big Ten. Right? Mm-hmm. Penn State 
probably could argue, but Penn State got crushed by Michigan. They would probably want to argue, but they got crushed by Michigan. Nobody in the West has a, has a leg to stand on here. I mean, Wisconsin? I don't think so. Minnesota? Nope. Purdue? Nope. Trying to get the Big Ten standings to come up here. Let's see what I can figure out. I was told that this technology was a good thing. <laughs> Illinois, we forgot Illinois. Yeah, that's But they right. lost yeah. to Purdue last week at home. Illinois, Iowa, Purdue, Minnesota, all four and three in the conference. How do you feel if you're Illinois losing only to Indiana teams? <sighs> Woof. Well, they lost one other game. It was a bad loss, though, too. Illinois? Yeah. Iowa? Was it Iowa? No, I think they've only lost two. No, no. They're seven and three. Are they? Four and three in the conference. Oh, I missed one. Uh, Michigan State. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Michigan State. Yeah. I bet on that. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> Wisconsin, three and four. They were the favorites to win the West at the beginning of the year. And then you got Nebraska and Northwestern. Um, Michigan, Ohio State, 7-0. and If there were no divisions, Michigan could lose to Ohio State and then win the Big Ten championship game. And guess what? Now Tennessee's on the outside looking in. Or Georgia and Tennessee should maybe play in the SEC championship game. That'd give the Vols another shot. Mm-hmm. So, there's a lot about college football I love. I love that every game matters. Every week you show up. If you lose that game, you take a bullet to the part of you that was going to challenge for the college football playoff. You take a shot every week, and it doesn't matter who you're playing. It's a shot. Now, it's not always a lethal shot. Tennessee's loss to Georgia was not a lethal shot. If Ohio State loses to Michigan, I don't think it's lethal. It's problematic, but it's not lethal. TCU loses one of these last two to Baylor or Iowa State or loses in the Big 12 championship game, it's lethal. They're not getting in. I felt like last week when the committee put TCU fourth, it was a gesture move. Hey. We like you. We like what you're doing down there. It's a cute story, Horned Frogs. We love your nickname, too. The Horned Frogs. You're a great story. You know what? We think you're going to lose to Texas. You're a seven-and-a-half-point underdog in Austin. We're going to go ahead and put you fourth. And then when you lose, we're going to say, well, we had you. You know, we, We're clapping. We loved you. We thought you had a shot. We don't believe it. But, uh, but you know, we're going to tell you that. Now, what happened? What happened in Austin? Oh, no. Yikes. Can't drop them out now. Can't drop them out now. How much, let me ask you this, Scooter. How much is the committee pulling for TCU to lose to Baylor this week? Seems like a lot. Seems like a bunch. Yeah. Because if TCU loses to Baylor, guess what you get? You get a some combination of Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, Tennessee, and maybe LSU. Or if not LSU, maybe Southern Cal. USC's only got one loss. A road loss on a two-point conversion, 43-42, to against a good Utah team. That's not a bad regimen. Now, they've still got Notre Dame and UCLA left. 
The UCLA game took a hit when Arizona beat UCLA last week. That was not good for uh, USC. Not good at all. But they've got a schedule where they can get a couple of more quality wins here and a quality win in the Pac-12 championship game. So if TCU loses, it gets much more interesting than TCU winning. If TCU wins, all right, now my playoff is going to be Georgia, Tennessee, the winner of the Ohio State-Michigan game, and the loser of the Ohio State-Michigan game if TCU loses. If TCU wins, TCU's in with Georgia, Tennessee, and the winner of the Ohio State-Michigan game. That's it. Barring another Vandy surprise against the Vols. I don't see it. All right, we'll take a break. Come back. I wanted to talk about college basketball. I got on a rant about the college football playoff. College basketball up next. Cards are in action too tonight. I don't know if that's good or bad. You're listening to Spears on Sports. Presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big Guy. Welcome back. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in studio. Eminem Cartage hotline is open. 502-384-1450 to join in on the conversation. 384-1450 is that number. Or you can hit me up on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Get your text into the show at that number, 414-1450. Some news and notes. Cooper Cup will have... Surgery on his high ankle sprain. Miss, he is going on IR, which means he'll miss four games. He is expected back by the end of the regular season. Big, uh, it, it might be too little too late for the Rams. Oh, yeah. Uh, the defending champs are three and six, and they do not look good. Uh, also, congratulations, Bellarmine head coach Scotty Davenport got his 400th win yesterday. They had a. Yeah, this is a Golf applause in the background. <laughs> they beat Campbellsville, Harrodsburg, eighty-six to forty-six. The Knights are now two and one on the season. He did it quicker than Denny Crum. He did it quicker than Rick Pitino, his two mentors. Uh, quicker than Dean Smith did it at Carolina. Uh, congratulations to Scotty. Uh, Bellerman's schedule gets crazy now. By the way, have you seen Bellerman's schedule? I have not. I know they play Kentucky and Duke. Uh, Do they play Duke? Yep. Yeah. Clemson. Uh, they'll start on Friday, this Friday, at Clemson. Monday at Duke. Then uh, over the uh, Thanksgiving holidays, a Friday game at Loyola Marymount, a Sunday game at UCLA, who's ranked eighth. Then they come home for a Tuesday after Thanksgiving day at Kentucky. Murray State is also on the schedule. Murray State actually coming to Freedom Hall on Saturday, December 10th. Miami of Ohio out of the MAC will come to Freedom Hall as well before they get into serious conference play. Here's something you don't see. They got Eastern Kentucky on Thursday, Saturday, back-to-back home-and-homes. Don't see that in college basketball very often. Same team? Same team. Hmm. EK, both teams in the Atlantic Sun. 
So they'll go to Richmond and play, and then uh, EKU will come back come back up to Louisville. But congratulations to Scotty. Uh, I don't know when he's going to get his 401st win with that schedule. It's uh, it's going to be in December sometime. I'm calling Clemson. Are you calling it? Yeah. By the way, if you're Louisville, don't feel bad. Yes, you're 0-2. Yes, you've lost three games in a row by one point for the first time in school history. Remember the last year? Final game, 51-50 in the ACC tournament to Virginia. Three straight one-point losses, first time in school history. Don't feel bad. Guess who's 0-3? Guess. I'm gonna, don't look it up, Scooter. Guess which ACC team is 0-3? Hmm. Virginia. My guess would have been Boston College. That's, that's incorrect. They've lost to Stetson, 83-74, Central Florida, 68-54, and Troy, last night, 79-72. Wake Forest. The Florida State Seminoles and Leonard Hamilton are 0-3. They've got Florida in Tallahassee on Friday. Florida, by the way, who lost last night for the first time in their history, to Florida Atlantic in Gainesville. College basketball might be as crazy as as the NFL this year. I think there's, I think you go top seven, maybe eight with UCLA. I think you look at that and you say, okay, there's the uh, there's the cutoff. One of those teams. Wins the national championship. You got Carolina, the new AP Top 25 came out yesterday. Carolina, Gonzaga, Houston, Kentucky, Baylor, Kansas, Duke, UCLA. Arkansas's ninth. They're good. They're talented. They're three to one to win the Maui Invitational, which uh, the cards are a part of. Uh, Tenth is Creighton. Indiana moved up a spot to 12 in the country. Villanova dropped out of the top 25. Uh, they were struggling early. I don't. I didn't see the final on this, but they were struggling with uh, Arizona uh, Delaware State last night. Let's see who won that game. Villanova came back one by ten. They were 33 and a half point favorites, Oof. and they beat Delaware State 60 to 50. So Nova dropped out of the top 25. Um. But Auburn, uh, Texas is 11, Auburn 13, Arizona TCU, TCU lost last night um, at home. Let me see who they lost to because it's interesting. Northwestern State from Louisiana, 64 to 63. So they're not going to be 15th much longer. Virginia, San Diego State, Alabama, Illinois, Michigan, Dayton, Tennessee dropped to 22nd after their loss on Sunday. Texas Tech, Texas A&M, and the UConn Huskies into the poll at number 25. But I think when you get past those top eight teams, I don't know if you throw Arkansas in at number nine. I don't. But the top eight, I think, in all likelihood, I, I if I gave you the top eight or the fe- rest of the field to win it all, what do you take? Well, Indiana. The rest of the field gets a you got a lot of teams there. Indiana's number twelve, so I'm going to take the field. I mean, Texas, Auburn, 
I'm trying to. Arizona's good, but I like Texas. nobody knows how good. Virginia 16. ACC seems to be a little bit of a mess. Illinois and Michigan are competitive. They're top 25 teams. I find it hard to find somebody that's going to beat Carolina. They were in the finals last year. They got four starters back. And Brady Manick, who's gone, was replaced by another grad transfer. I mean, they're, they're loaded. Did you not watch the game against Wilmington? They have struggled early in the season. No, I'll give you that. Man, they got a lot of talent. Got yep. a lot of talent. Talent doesn't always win, though, John. You know, know that. Look at Kentucky. Uh, I was there last year when the Peacocks, TCB, took care of business. I was there. Did you rush the floor? Uh, nobody rushed the floor. There weren't <laughs> enough St. Peter's fans there to rush the floor. <laughs> By the way, Clemson rushed the field when they beat Louisville Saturday. Unbelievable. Somebody explain that one to me. Because Clemson doesn't rush the field, ever. How do you rush the field when you beat a team you've never lost to? Right? I didn't get that one. All right, let's... Let's talk about the cards and cards basketball. App State comes in tonight. The Mountaineers are 2-0. Cards, of course, 0-2. 6 o'clock, ACC Network. I'll be there. How is Louisville? Explain this one to me, Scooter. How is Louisville a five-and-a-half point favorite? Not sure. Well, they are. I've I've bet the spread and the money line. Yeah, I don't don't understand it. I'm going to give you the cards tonight. I'm going to give you the cards. I think it's one of those deals where – all the stars align. Everybody's writing them off. It's, it's you know, circle the wagons, get in our bunker, and come out fighting. And I think they have a, a um, fairly easy spread covering. I don't want to say blowout. This team's not going to blow out anybody. But I think they win easily tonight over App State. That's the thing with Louisville, though, is you talk about stars aligning. What what stars have to align? You know? well, well, does, anybody, Curry, does anybody Sydney know? Sidney Curry's got to align. J.J. Uh, Trainer's got to align. Um, a lot of these guys have to do their job. L. Ellis can't turn the ball over. Yeah, he had 29 points against uh, Wright State. The last 13 that they scored, but he had eight turnovers. He can't turn the ball over. They can't turn the ball over against inferior teams, or at least what we perceive to be inferior teams, inferior programs. We'll say it that way: non-power five teams can't just you can't just be uh, loose with the basketball, and they have been all uh, you know in the scrimmages and in the regular season. <sighs> L. Ellis is going to average probably twenty-five a game. Yeah. I mean, I he's, he, he has to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't know who else is going to score on that team. Uh, Jalen Withers can score. Mm-hmm. He scored already this year. We he you know he can shoot it. He can. He's a long. He can get to the basket. Sidney Curry's the anomaly to me. He was getting better and better at the end of the year last year, and I don't know what's going on confidence wise. I don't know if it's his health, his stamina, conditioning. Um, I don't know what the what the reason is. But he's got to play better. He's got to play better. Uh, App's last win over a Power 5 opponent. They beat Virginia Tech in 2014. It has been eight years since App State beat a Power 5 team. Now, you don't know how many they played, to be fair. But it's, I could look it up, and I don't, I don't want to do that kind of research. Right. But it's been 25? eight years since they beat a, top 20, a, a Power 5 team. 28, 30. 
They lead the nation in block shots. Bet you didn't know that. Now, they scored 140-plus points against Warren Wilson. I don't know where Warren Wilson is. I'm assuming it's a Division Three school. Uh, maybe it's just one guy named Warren Wilson. I have no idea. But they lead the nation after, after two games, small sample size, in block shots. Warren Wilson is in Swananoa, North Carolina. Swan-a-Noa? If you don't know how to pronounce it, don't try. <laughs> I learned that a long time ago. I gave it a shot. Ugana Onyensu. That's the UK center. Onyenzo. I, I wasn't going to say it until I could pronounce it, and I still screwed it up. <laughs> <laughs> Kentucky, Michigan State tonight. Cats 2-0. and the Sparty, Sparty is 1-1 one one after that loss to Gonzaga on the aircraft carrier on Friday. Michigan State is unranked. They had a 12-point lead in the second half against Gonzaga. 12-point lead. Uh, they led by 7 at halftime. So they sort of spit the bit there. Uh, this, this would be lining up as a great game tonight had they hung on to beat Gonzaga, right? Mm-hmm. This would be, oh, look at that. We got, we got Duke and Kansas, both top 10, and now we got Kentucky and, a, and the team that beat the number two team in the country. Unfortunately, they couldn't hang on. Oscar Shibway, Damian Collins are expected back for Kentucky tonight. Calipari said Shibway will play in three to four-minute spurts. Well, that doesn't tell me anything because maybe he plays in eight four-minute spurts. That's 32 minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a, that's a whole lot of game. Now, if he's going to play in three three-minute spurts, that changes things. That's only nine minutes. Cal's great at not telling me anything. Oscar will play a lot. Damian Collins will be back uh, following the death of his father. He was stayed with his family for a while down in Texas. Calipari uh, and the entire staff, along with um, one of the one of the other players, I don't remember who it was, flew down and picked him up and brought him back to Lexington um, you know, on a private jet. I thought that was a gracious move. Obviously, uh, Damian Collins will play tonight. Who will lose time? Help me say it, Ugana Onyenso. Is that right? Ugana Onyenso. He's going to lose some time because of this tonight. I think Lance Ware will lose a lot of time. I've never – I'm not going to say never because that's a long time. It's been a while since I've seen Kentucky fans just frustrated with a player that hustles. Lance Ware hustles. He does. He dives for loose balls. He goes after rebounds hard. He's physical with the other team. He's just not talented. You think Kentucky fans are frustrated with him? Yeah. I he, don't I don't sense. He that. can't score in an open gym. No, I, I, I don't think I don't think that's the case at all. I mean, I I agree with you, he can't score in an open gym. Here, but I don't I don't think Kentucky okay. fans are frustrated with here's, him. Here's, they just know they have the realization that he's not gonna play anymore. Well, they also look at him and watch him play and all they can think of is where when's Oscar coming back? Exactly. When's Damien coming yeah. back? It's it's far from their That's number one. That's all they think of when they see him play. He is very, very frustrating to watch play. And then he'll make a great defensive play or dive for a loose ball and go into the stands, and you go, man, this guy's really landed on the line. But he has layups and dunks, and he can't convert them. And then he can't shoot free throws either. Yeah. No, it's I mean, very frustrating to Kentucky fans. I remember a guy named Roderick Rhodes who scored. 30 in his freshman debut, 
And the rest of the season, Kentucky fans were just so frustrated with it. <laughs> and I think they're they're at that point with Lance Ware, although they don't expect him to score 30. Exactly. They don't, and that's the thing. They don't really expect Lance to do much of anything, especially once his team is healthy. As long as he's out there for five, six minutes a game, whatever it may be, and he's hustling, they're, they're going to appreciate Lance. I don't think they're frustrated or annoyed by him. 2019 is the last time the Cats and Spartans met. That was in the Champions Classic as well. Kentucky won that game 69-62. Cats are a six-point favorite. You're all over Kentucky, right? I am, yeah. I got them winning by nine. I don't know what to believe about Michigan State. They are a guard-heavy offense. Um, They got a young kid who's... Scored 14 the other night, big man, rebounded the ball very well against Gonzaga. Played Drew Timmy head-to-head, uh, pretty, pre- played him pretty well. But this is a guy that was on the bench and didn't play the last two years. But he played great against Gonzaga, and Tom Izzo basically said, well, he's worked his tail off, and if we get that out of him, we can be pretty good. Does he show up tonight, or does Michigan State have to rely on the guard play? Because this seems like a guard-oriented game. Michigan State, three guys on the outside. Kentucky's going to have Wheeler. They're going to have Frederick. They're going to have Reeves in there. And Wallace. if Oscar doesn't play a lot of minutes, then this becomes a guard versus guard game. So, I mean, I'm, I'm going to – look, I took Louisville. Why not? I'm going to take Kentucky and give the points as well here. Um, Cal was swaggy yesterday. Of course, DJ Wagner commits to Kentucky yesterday. Number one player in a, in a bunch of services. And Cal comes out with his uh, little video with his shirt on that's uh, a spoof of the uh, Schitt's Creek TV show. Poops Creek. Well, S-C-H-I-T-T. <laughs> <laughs> that has uh, all the five names of the recruits that he signed on it. DJ and Reed and Rob and who, you know, the other two guys. And I went, oh, my gosh, what's he doing? He is just being cocky Cal all of a sudden again. So I think he feels good about this team. I agree with you. I think if Shebway's going to play, he's just going to play as many minutes as he can unless he just is out of out of steam. If if I could take a prop bet yeah. that Shebway played 20-plus 20, double, double. 20 minutes tonight, I, I'm hammering You're going over? it. Yeah, absolutely. How about double-double? How about that prop bet? Mm. You're going to get odds. I, w- I would think about it. You're going to get odds. And I don't know who else is going to rebound on that team. Toppin seems – he'll get some athletic rebounds, but he, he likes to play around 15 feet away from the basket. They have some good rebounding guards. Yeah, Livingston can rebound a little bit. Um, Casey Wallace will stick his nose in there. But Frederick's not getting any rebounds. Severe Wheeler's not getting any rebounds. Why, because he's little? Yes, exactly. And somebody's got to get back on defense, by the way. All right, let's take a break. I'm way past break time. I like arguing with Scooter, especially when he's wrong. Which about, is often. About Lance Ware. <laughs> we'll come back, NFL talk on the other side. Uh, we'll, we'll try to see who's going to make the playoffs. I know there's still seven weeks left in the season. I don't know why we're doing this so early, but we are. It's because it's what we like to do. You're listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big A. Welcome back. 
Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in studio. Final segment. Eminem Cartage hotline open, 384-1450. Thornton's text line open as well. Get your text into the show. Last-minute text into the show, 414-1450. Texture says, Clemson rushed the field for every single home win. It's a weird tradition. I'm not sure I buy that. Hmm. Now, I don't watch a whole lot of Clemson games. But I'm not sure they're rushing the field with wins over Boston College or teams of that ilk. But maybe they do. Maybe they do. Texter says, UofL and UK both win and cover tonight. Get rich, folks. Now, I know who that is, but I'm not going to give his name out. Unless they both cover tonight, then tomorrow I'll give him, <laughs> I'll give him credit. But I look, I've been in this boat. You give out picks. And then people listen to you, and then they get angry mm-hmm. at you. Oh, and that's a bold prediction when you, when to take Louisville to cover. They get angry when you're wrong, and they don't thank you when you're right. Yep. Nobody nobody calls me when I go 5-1 and one on the uh, six-pack and says, hey, thank you. That's because they're all like that you. That was awesome. That's because they're all like you and parlay it, so nobody, they don't win. <laughs> and nobody calls me. They do. They text me when I'm 1-5, and five and they say, you idiot. <laughs> You're killing me. What's wrong with you? So it's so I'm not giving out your name, but UK and U of L both to cover tonight. All right. 414-1450 if you'd like to join in on that text stream and uh give your opinion. I just think they I think the cards are ready to play well. At least well enough to beat App State by more than six points. That's all. Six or more, I should say. That's all. You know, I don't expect them to beat anybody by 20. But I think they'll, you know, you, at some point, if you don't put it together, you're going to be 3-29 and 29 or 3-31 and 31 on the season. And nobody wants that. That's not true. A lot of people probably do want that. They're, they're all wearing blue. All right, last night, college basketball, Houston stayed undefeated. They beat Oral Roberts by, I don't know, 40. Baylor stayed undefeated over Northern Colorado. UCLA beat Norfolk State by 30. Creighton over Holy Cross by 29. It's hard to do math on some of these scores. Illinois stayed unbeaten, as did Texas Tech. Northwestern State, I mentioned earlier, beat 15th-ranked TCU 64-63. That was the upset of the night. Carolina will host Gardner-Webb tonight. Gardner-Webb is 0-2. That's a uh, 8 o'clock ACC Network game. Auburn undefeated hosting Winthorpe. I know it's Winthrop <laughs> on the SEC Network. Uh, San Diego State's 2-0. They go on the road to take off take on Stanford tonight out of the Pac-12. San Diego State only a five-point favorite on the road there. Alabama ranked 18th at South Alabama on ESPNU. Alabama's a 12-point favorite. Dayton. Ranked 21st is at UNLV. Who scheduled that game? That's a great game. Dayton at you. Where are we going, Coach? Well, we're leaving Dayton, Ohio. We're going to Vegas, baby. <laughs> Come Dayton's on. a three-and-a-half-point favorite at CBS Sports Network. That's an 11 p.m. game, so uh, take your no-dose. Buffalo at UConn, who's ranked 25th. CBS Sports Network, 7 o'clock, UConn, 20-and-a-half-point favorite there. The odds are out for the Maui Invitational. I'd love to give credit. I wrote them down, and I don't know where I got them. Either DraftKings or Points Point Bets, Points Bet USA. I don't know where I got them. One of those sites. 
There are eight teams in the Maui Classic. Louisville is 16 to 1, which seems extremely low to win the Maui Classic the way they played. Shouldn't they be like 100 to 1? Yes. They're 16 to 1. The only team in Maui with worse odds is Cincinnati. The Bearcats are 20 to 1. Which goes to show you just don't bet on the Maui Classic. Don't bet on the Maui Classic. The favorite, Arkansas, 3 to 1. Arizona is 7 to 2. I'll take some of that Arizona money. It's seven to two. Creighton is also seven to two. They're a top ten ranked team. San Diego State is out there. They're six to one. This is a loaded field here. These are all ranked teams. Texas Tech is ranked. They're seven to one. Ohio State, or is it Oklahoma State? It's Ohio State. They're ten to one. And then the Cards sixteen to one. And the Bearcats twenty to one. Who you got? I like Arizona. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. I don't know why. Uh, they've they've been impressive against bad teams, but uh, I can see Creighton too, though, and I really like Arkansas. Arkansas. I can't, I can't knock them. I mean, there are five top twenty-five teams in this field, in an eight-team field. Louisville will open with Texas Tech, by the way, uh, who's seven to one to win the the tournament. Why don't you just take the? I think the best odds take whoever plays Louisville first and just bet them to win because they're they're in the Final Four, right? They're already in the Final Four. Yeah. Texture says Clemson fans call it meeting at the Paw, P-A-W. It's real, and it's dumb. I love that text. That's a great text. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, can't we meet at the uh, at the bar? I don't, I don't need to meet at the Paw. We just, I mean, we just beat uh, South Carolina, and I understand that's a rivalry game, but we just, how about if they're playing East Carolina? And you beat them 48 to 3. You still got to meet at the Paw. I'd like to leave midway through the third quarter of this game and go meet at the pub. <laughs> Not at the Paw. Silly, silly tradition. Come on, let's go, kids. Uh, Dad, we can't go. There's a tradition. We have to wait till the game's over and run out to, to the Paw at uh, midfield. <laughs> yeah, but I'm hungry, kids. Well, Dad, the concession stand is still open. Well, that's a mad father there. I don't like that at all. All right, NFL recapping week 10. Uh, if you missed it earlier in the show or you're under a rock somewhere, Washington beat Philadelphia last night, 32-21. They got a late defensive score on the last play of the game when the uh, Eagles tried to, you know, do the Cal Stanford, the bands on the field, throw it around. Washington got a touchdown on the last play of the game defensively there. So it was a fairly close game until then. Uh, Eagles fall to 8-1. and one. They were the last undefeated team in the National Football League. That is no longer the case. The big question I have from the weekend, are the Bills okay? I, uh, Tony Berg, by the way, he's correcting me and he's right. Louisville plays Arkansas in the first game, not Texas Tech. Oh, so That's why Arkansas is 3-1. <laughs> That's mean-spirited, isn't it? Thank you, Tony. Uh, are the Bills okay? That's my NFL question. Are the Buffalo Bills okay? They've lost their last two games. Josh Allen is no longer an MVP right now. He's got more interceptions than anybody in the league. Really? How about that number? The Bills have not scored a second-half touchdown since their bye. That is three full games without a second-half touchdown. Would you believe that? No. Boy, I, I could have made some money off of you. Mm. God, what was that? You could have, yeah. 
what was I thinking? They've got Cleveland, by the way, this Sunday. Expected two feet of snow in Buffalo for that Cleveland-Buffalo Bills game. Two feet. Take the under, right? Uh, yeah. Since the bye week, the Bills beat the Packers 27-17, didn't score a touchdown in the second half. They lost to the Jets 20-17, didn't score a touchdown in the second half. And, of course, they lost that thriller in overtime to Minnesota on Sunday, 33-30, did not score a touchdown in the second half. Led 27-10 at one point. They are now third in the AFC East. They're tied for second with the Jets, but the Jets beat them. So the Bills, who are still on DraftKings, favored to win the Super Bowl, are in third place in the AFC East. Think about that. Hmm. And the Bills don't run the football. Their running game is Josh Allen. Now, they tried to run it when they had the lead against Minnesota on Sunday, and they were okay. Devin Singletary's okay. They brought in Raheem Hines from from uh, the Colts. I'm not even sure he's played yet. It's a team that is one-dimensional, and one-dimensional usually doesn't succeed in the NFL. And now you got Josh Allen. Is he hurt? Is he not hurt? He sure didn't look hurt. Now, the, the interceptions that he threw in the fourth quarter and overtime were not good throws. Maybe it's a result of the bad elbow. I'm of the belief, and I hang on to these things too long, Scooter. I do. But I'm of the belief that the Bills are going to turn it around. They turned it around in 2020 when they had their last loss in the regular season, and they turned it around in 2021 after their last loss in the regular season and had good runs heading into the playoffs. I think they're going to do that again. Cleveland's got still got Jacoby Brissett at quarterback. It's in Buffalo this week. Then they go to Detroit. Detroit's been pesky. Let's put it that way. They're three and six. They got the same uh, record as the Rams, but they've been they won two in a row. They've been pesky. They go to New England. They still got the Jets again at home. The Dolphins at home. They go to the Bears and they go to the Bengals before they finish at home against the Patriots. I think they can, you know, they can do what they did, and all of a sudden. Four weeks from now, we're talking about Josh Allen as the MVP candidate again. Buffalo's back in first place in the AFC East. They've won four in a row. They beat the the Browns and the Lions and the Patriots and the Jets, and they got the Dolphins coming to town, and we're talking about this being a game to win the AFC East, and Josh Allen's the MVP candidate again. It's too early, even after two straight losses to the Jets and the Vikings, to make a judgment here. That's my opinion. Yeah, but every, be okay. But everybody wants to make a judgment. Are the Vikings for real? That's my other question. Vikings are eight and one. Everybody said, "Oh, well, you know, they're the Vikes. They haven't beaten anybody. Everybody they play, the quarterbacks hurt. They beat the Bills in Buffalo with Josh Allen. I don't know what else you have to do. I really don't. And." At, Last year, they lost more one-score games than any team in the league last season. This year, they've won all of those games, all of those one-score games. I got more to talk about. Is that the music? That's the music. Oh, man. 
<laughs> My Titans are for real, by the way. They're six and three. Tony Burke joins me in studio tomorrow. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cardage on the Big Act. Well,